TGIF. Thank God it's football season. Friday's mean football, and we've got your weekend preview right here. Welcome to the Friday Football Fun Fest. Featuring former Viking long snapper, the superstar, Mike Morris. Now, here's your host from the Pioneer Press, Brian Murphy. Are we ever going to see the sun again? I don't think I've seen oh, it in uh, see it's it. over a week. It is uh, it is cold, it is dark, it is gloomy, and the Vikings aren't playing this week. It's the bye. And it's November 3rd. And, and, and <laughs> this is, we're staring, we are staring into the long abyss of winter already. It's too much yeah. too soon. It's ridiculous and asinine as far as I'm concerned. And you, you, you last week you were coming back from Mexico. I, I, I'm guessing you did not have a similar uh, toasty experience this week. I did not. I, you know, I, I really didn't. Uh, it was just kind of an easygoing week back in the back on the grind. Just pounding iron out with everybody. It's just being uh, like being on a rock pile at a prison, you know, with an ice with just a pickaxe. With, with a pick, yeah, just a and, pick a, and a knit cap, yeah. And you got and you got like a a big ball and chain hanging on your ankles. That's what I I went right back to the shop. But I, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of a cool time of year as well because. Well, it is. It's I mean, football. I mean, the holiday and, thing and the, and the football season is upon us, and we're in the thick of it, man. Eight games down, half the season is done. It's in the bank. Perfect time for a bye. Yeah, it is. It's a good time to heal up. I ha- I got a question for you, uh, trick or treater wise. Did you do well? Did you did you empty your bucket? Did you uh, just throw one out there? Did you have anybody? I, we had. I went and bought. I don't know how much candy. I mean, I I tried to get smart this year and go with like the tiny little tootsie rolls, but you can get like ten thousand of them. Nobody for like likes $3. that guy. Nobody likes. No that. one. Ha- no one likes him. But they I want full size candy bars. I know. But I went ahead and I, I sprinkled some Reese's in there, and then what? Whatever kid came up to the door, I'd just say, "Those Reese's are going really fast." I mean, the kids are just sort of hand picking the Reese's out of there. I had a bunch of them. I only had like ten. The butter cups, right? Yeah, I lied to them. The single cups or the yeah. full? Okay. Uh, the, the, yeah, just the little ones, the minis. Yep. But then there were just tons of suckers. You can buy them for like a dollar for 10,000 suckers. Well, we kind of do the honor system where, you know, we took the kids out, obviously. and Leave left, the bucket Leave behind. the bucket and yep. say, take take two, a minimum of two when we should have just said, take everything you want because you come back and it's just yeah. full there anyway. And it's just yeah. going to sit there collecting dust and adding to your cholesterol levels. Reavers, though, I think you'd appreciate this. Talk to me. Uh, down the block from our house, we had a uh, neighbor as we were sitting out on the curb. Uh, said, uh, I, by the way, I have treats for the for the adults as oh, well. Oh yes, and wow. uh, little airplane bottles, little airplane bottles Genius. of liquor. Genius. Oh, nice. She had a huge basket full of them. Now, did she I'm, work for like an airline? I, I'm guessing she was a, a flight attendant. Because, <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. But I, I walked That's away a with good a neighbor, uh, and it was a cool. You know, it was obviously a crisp night. I walked away with a. Um, <laughs> A three fingers of Jameson, which is not bad for a Tuesday night uh, Halloween fest. Not bad at all. So uh, I've got two young ones, five and two. Yep. The five or five who just turned six uh, yesterday, but he was all about it. I mean, it's like let's let's go. We're gonna hit every house, and the two year olds like, okay, I'm just gonna do what my big brother wants. So I'm on the end of a cul-de-sac, and it's all people like it's young families with young kids. That's all our neighborhood is. So we do the loop, right? So we we started our you know, we walk up, walk down, and it was. Frigid because we didn't leave our house until probably seven thirty. Oh, so you're already in darkness, right? Yeah, okay, you're not playing because I didn't get home until you know I was here till yeah, six. Okay. Well, anyway, yep. so 
we get all the way back and I'm kind of looking around and she's like, well, I'm going to, we're going to go over to this next neighborhood. And the two year old looks up and he says, daddy, we go in and watch baseball. I'm like, oh my God, oh, wow. I love you so much right now. <laughs> So I got to walk in and take the, oh, I better take care of him. He's, he's cold, I said. And he was she, good. He, and she's, he, she's he going, exactly you, what button to push. you know what? Oh, it was great. That's it was almost like I told him you're to say that. You're raising the kid right. Oh, it was you're great. Right. It was so great. Yeah. Well, I all, bought a new mask. I, I got a new Michael Myers mask. The old one's getting a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I heard right. you like to stalk the neighborhood a little bit. I did do that. I scared some people. <laughs> I got some candy out of the deal. <laughs> I probably didn't do it the way you should do it. I mean, where you go up to the door and you know you knock on the door and the whole thing and you get you know the treats. I was just taking bags of candy from kids that already had with a bloody machete in the yeah, other hand. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, you know, they've already got the candy I want. So, so you got just, the full Michael Myers work work suit of uh, white mask. Yes. Don't say a word. The whole thing. No, just don't say anything and uh, and just and a machete. A really large large knife, like a kitchen <laughs> knife. And it worked. It worked really well. I mean, I, I got bags of candy from little kids. Yeah, you probably also have, you know, 14 felony calls out on you, too. But. <laughs> it's just, no, it's just, it's Mike again. It's I just, do, I put that thing on. I tried to get the It clown, but they couldn't. Ooh, I couldn't find him anymore. And I wanted to get the It clown face and go walking around with that, or at least answer the door with candy for the kids. And then I thought, man, that's a little too heavy. I saw a lot of chatter about how disturbing the latest iteration of that was. Why is that? Something <laughs> coming out of the sewers or something? Yeah, oh, clowns. Pulling you in. Not really coming oh, out. Pulling, pulling you, you into in the, the sewers. Sewer, yeah. And clowns just creep people out. I don't get it. I'm not a huge... I'm not... I'm not a huge clown fan. I'm not anti-clown. I know a lot of people are anti-clown. I mean, it does. I think Poltergeist is probably what did that to a lot of people when that poor clown on the the, the chair came over yeah. and strangled the kid. Well, that yeah, yeah, that's not a good thing. I think also that maybe clowns got a bad reputation when John Wayne Gacy popped up on the scene. He was Pogo the clown. He would actually do kids' birthday parties in a clown suit. Yeah, you and never want it, your act to be. Uh, commandeered by a serial killer right it just generally doesn't end well for not the act. good at all he broke all the different etiquette clown etiquette rules of how you do your face and everything you're supposed to keep all the edges round but gacy would just make all of his really sharp and rigid and the eyes were really intimidating but he still went as as pogo to all the parties and the kids apparently loved him because you're the aficionado on serial killers correct i am you can talk any of them you want New movie coming out, My Friend Dahmer. It's gonna be it, that's gonna be insane. Who's in it? Um, the the casting was one of the the kid playing Dahmer. Is it, is it Hollywood or is it a TV? Uh, uh, it is no, it's Hollywood. And uh, the kid that they cast for the Dahmer part was he's from the Disney Channel, one of the Disney shows, and he looks just like him. It's back when Jeffrey was little. Jeffrey was uh, in high school. Looks just like him. We should all go see it See it together. Chris, you in? Of two, course. Two o'clock. I'm always in. Just okay. do it in the afternoon, though, not at night. I don't want to be in there at night. Oh, know. come on. It's not, not not because of me. I'm just worried who would be in there. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, Let's point. go midday. when they're. Well, actually, the, the creeps could be in there in midday because <laughs> they're generally not fully gamefully employed and generally a part of society, <laughs> right? Much like us. <laughs> Very much like us. Manny, how you doing, buddy? Welcome, Welcome in. Thank you. We were just talking about our Halloween experiences. Uh, did you have to give away a lot, or did you end up inheriting a lot of candy, bringing it back in? Uh, this year, I I didn't do any Halloween festivities aside from uh, watching the World Series and and uh, did you give candy away? Nope. 
Way to go, man. Just keep the uh, porch light I'm, off. I'm a, I'm a bit it... of a Grinch when it comes to Halloween in terms of giving oh. out candy. I, I'm, I'm the one who usually turns the, the light off and pretends like I'm not home. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. Yeah. What's up, man? I'm a bit of a Scrooge when it comes to Halloween. I do love my horror movies, though. Do you still get the bangs on the uh, the glass anyway, the bang on the door, even if you do leave to. the light off? Used to, yeah. But now everyone in the neighborhood knows, let's just avoid that. Yeah, house. He's yep. in there being a grump. I do have a Michael Myers mask, though. Like, yes. one day I could open the door with just that mask on and, you know. <laughs> I've got pictures of me wearing the Michael Myers mask this for Halloween. I'll show them to you. Yeah. They're nice. I got I got a couple of those, too. They're very nice. And yeah. you've got the height for it, too. Yeah. If, if, do you have the stock? I mean, his gait going down. I got that whole saunter thing saunter, going on. Yes. I mean, he's sort of a... Uh, He's got a vibe about him, no question about Star, it. Star, you could you could pull off a Jason Voorhees pretty good. I've too, got I got the, a Jason mask out in the yeah. truck right now. Jason Voorhees was like the big hulking. Yeah, yeah he was. He I was. would literally <laughs> soil myself if I saw you in that mask. Until <laughs> <laughs> I show you. I mean, you're an intimidating guy to begin with, and then you throw right. the mask on top of I've it. I've got it in the truck. I'll I'll run out. At and, the and the work and... suit too, man. The yeah, work I've suit's what brings it home. I got the jumpsuit, like olive green or the dark blue, navy blue. Blue, it's navy blue. Kind of a white t-shirt underneath that, but. You know, the first one, we watched Halloween, they had the remake, the original one with Jamie Lee Curtis, and, and the, the original uh, Michael Myers is just tiny. He's yeah. small, but by the time they get to the Rob Zombie one, I mean, the guy well, is huge. The guy, the guy huge. that played him was like, he's like an ex-pro wrestler Correct. or something like that. Correct. Tyler yeah. Maine or whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. Put a TV over someone's head in that. It was, it was pretty cool. He had to grab the TV off the mount up on, on top of the ceiling almost, and then... He put it right over the most trusted guy that thought of him the most. The highly, uh, the, the the guard at the at the asylum was trying to talk him back down to earth, and he looked at him real funny, like he was going to actually do it. And he just said, "No, I'm, I'd rather put this TV over his head and just end it." So he did, and that he did, yeah. Uh, Myers, Mike Myers, Mike Mike Morris is Mike Myers. That's right. And uh, keep your uh, keep your phone ready to dial nine one one. It's three thirteen. We'll be back. We'll talk a little bit of Vikings. They're going into the bye at six and two this week. They have no opponent. They're all scattered into the wind. Uh, this is Murphy and Morris in on the Friday Football Fun Fest. This is the Friday Football Fun Fest. Football heaven on fifteen hundred ESPN. American idiot. Correct? Green Day, baby. Green Day. Yeah. American idiot. Uh, the Vikings are among six teams with a bye this week. They've scattered into the wind, which means, I guess, sphincters are tightening throughout the front office as the police blotters uh, trip this <laughs> weekend. Uh, actually, the Vikings have been a pretty very well-behaved team uh, under Mike Zimmer compared to uh, some of the row behavior of uh, uh, the previous decade. But uh, the I, they are they positioned themselves. They did what they needed to do in Cleveland. They took care of business. In London, they went there for a business trip. They did. They 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 played well enough on both sides of the ball to just kind of flick the Browns away as they were an 0 and 8 team, six and two alone in first place. They seem to have found a formula here, uh, and their quarterbacks are getting healthier. Where where do you see the state of the Vikings now, sir? Well, you know, one thing you just you just mentioned was the way Mike Zimmer handles this team and what they know they probably shouldn't do to get him off. Uh, off track or to get him in a in a way where he wants to uh, maybe run them a little extra because I, I you remember probably because you cover them so closely but the, he actually stopped one practice from even happening and he just kept me inside and talked to him that was like one year ago maybe maybe two and that was that was a beatdown 
I mean, that was a beat-down meeting, I was told, uh, for something that he found out about that was off the field. Oh. And so it was a disciplinary measure. And the little talk, the little powwow that he had with him, I, it's been really quiet since then under his regime. I mean, it has been really super quiet. I think it was from 2000 to 2011, uh, the San Diego Union-Tribune had that arrest database, and the Vikings were at the top for the longest Always. time. Always. Always. And, and they were constantly, you know, DUIs and domestics and arrests. And uh, it's been, it's you know, again, they're, they're going to say this in, at Winter Park, you know, knock on wood, but it's it's been a pretty pretty tame. But the it's bye week good. was always the... The risk because it's uh, you know everybody's going back home, everybody's going home to party a little bit, let down their exactly hair. Exactly right. And Denny would actually make us practice the extra day, give us the bye week, whatever he had to give by way of union the mandate, yeah, uh, and the and the CBA. So, and he'd call us back as early as he possibly could and get us in pads. But his win in and then winning coming out of the bye week was incredible. I think he had eight, maybe more, ten going in and then coming out, consecutive wins. He took it really seriously, and he didn't want it, want us coming out uh, of a bye week rusty or sluggish or tired of football already until only halfway through. There was a day, of course, when players did not get any buys. None. I mean, there was 16-week grind all the way through. It's all been about 25 years. There were a couple of years where there were two of them, there I two remember. two of them. I um, hated that. Why? Because it just drug everything out, and you just have to practice against each other for two weeks like, Right in the middle of the season, you're going, you're you're into games, you're <clears throat> you gotta you're either on track or you're off track. But the only way to get back on if you're off track is to play, get back to a game and, and see what you see what you got for the next week. You don't want to linger and sit on it. Now, if you win, it's a good time, but then you can get really lackadaisical. You start believing the, the press, you start believing what they're saying about you, and then then you fall off the, the edge of the world again. But I it's 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 always so much better to stay in that ritual, that grind. If you're a football player, well, take us into the locker room, though. You know, as a buy approaches, I mean, that's got to be a fun thought. Like, it's like you get a mini vacation in the middle of the season, a little break. You miss your kids, you miss your family, the whole nine yards. And if you can get back home and see see your parents and whatever else, that's that's rejuvenating. Get on a plane, go see your college team. Absolutely, go back to school, check out the team, and uh, hit the clubs. Hit the clubs. If you're one of the single players, that's what they do, and and you just have to be really super careful with what you're doing out there if you've got that kind of free time. Because you can fall off the off the edge pretty quickly, and all that stuff that you were doing to keep on track and to stay focused during the season, that has to be that has to be dialed back in. A couple of drinks, a couple of poor decisions on a Saturday night into Sunday morning. You're, and you're, you're locked up in the... Next thing in, you know, you're having, a, you're, you're having a scrum in front of your locker reading from an index card about how you let down your teammates and how you apologize, <laughs> and I, I want to make this right. I didn't mean to do it. I swear I didn't. And I'd like to just say I'm sorry. And defer all questions of my attorney. Yeah. I don't know, it's a bit, but I, I just think that Mike's done a really good job of keeping the, the sense of urgency down at Winter Park. And well, he set expectations to you know, you're going to disappoint not just me, but your teammates in the organization. Yeah. And there seems to be a sense of, uh, I don't want to be that guy. I think, I think there's some, some peer pressure where I think he's finally allowed and he's got the type of leadership in the locker room now where they police their own. They police their own locker room, much like the Patriots. They take care of business within the locker room, the players do. The coaches don't have to say very much because it's built in. And when you can take care of, when the older players can take care of the younger players and keep them on base and and put them in a corner and talk to them real, you know, real down to earth 
if they get out of line and put them in their place real quick, you can you can nip it right away. If the players are doing it, you have a really good locker room. You could do that. That was a 98 locker room. It really was. We had a lot of that built in. Vikings have had, uh, you should know this going into the bye, uh, maybe defensively, you're probably not surprised. They rank third in yardage and fourth in points allowed. But think about where they are, their balanced attack with Case Keenum. They're they're in the top half in points scored and third down conversions. They're moving the ball. They're getting things done. Well, who would you say is the uh, first half MVP? Uh, you know what? If I had to pick an offensive one, and I, uh, Manny and I did this for the Star Power podcast uh, a week ago, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I gave it to Harrison Smith. I just think he's incredible. And they have a lot of really fine, fine football players. Be a lot of on people fighting over that ball. trophy on the defensive side. I think of so. I mean, you could say Everson Griffin. You could say Lynn Eric Joseph. Kendricks. Kendricks has had a great too. season. Uh, Joseph. Um, they do have a long list over there. Rhodes, because he's just basically being ignored. He really is, and when you, when you're being ignored and they're not coming your way, uh, that's a good that's a good thing when they don't want to come your direction. On the offensive side of the ball, it'd be too easy easy to say, well, you know, the offensive line's done a pretty good job here, and they have because that's really has allowed some of the things to happen. Riley, I think, Riley I mean, Reef, Riley Reef, you, you could make a case for Riley Reef right now, and I think uh, and Manny and I both agreed that Thielen is just he's amazing. I mean, you get the ball close to him. That catch radius is no no longer really just a, a catch radius. It's it's super glue. Well, he's precise too. He really is. He gets open. He's way faster than I think we any of us thought he was. He's bigger than we thought he was. I mean, he really is a pretty good sized football player in in the modern game of wide receivers. He kind of fits that mold, and he's faster than you think he is. So I would give it probably like Manny. Uh, he and I both agreed on Thielen too. But Case Keenum. I mean, He's 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 got he's got the ball in his hands every play, so I mean you could you have to look at him and say good job you know. Well, we'll talk a little bit more later in the show about the Vikings quarterback situation. General Manager Rick Spielman sat down with some writers this week and and talked for about a half hour and said basically nothing as he was wont to do uh, in terms of giving away any any sense of where the Vikings and Teddy Bridgewater are going to be, maybe even Sam Bradford. But just before we uh, go into the break here, five of the next seven games are on the road. Isn't that keep amazing? an eye on that th- is amazing. They're paying game. the piper for all the home games. Three big road games at Detroit Thanksgiving, December third at Atlanta, and December twenty third at Green Bay. It may be Aaron Rodgers might be returning about that time, but we'll be back with more of the Friday Football Fun Fest right after this. Three thirty one on a Friday afternoon. John Height is here with the news and sports update. Thank you, Murph. Cloudy and thirty four degrees. The Wolves with two home games this weekend. Tomorrow night, the Dallas Mavericks in for a game at the Target Center. Then on Sunday, it'll be Charlotte in for a Wolves home game. Wild with a big six three win last night over the Montreal Canadiens. They wrap up that long six game homestand tomorrow night against the Chicago Blackhawks at the Excel Energy Center. The Cubs announced they've claimed lefty Randy Rosario off waivers from the Twins. Huh? Yeah, Randy, you remember Randy? Yeah, twenty-three-year-old uh, Randy Rosario, yeah, uh, taken by the Cubs off waivers. Sorry, Why did the Chris. Twins place him? You look him very on concerned, Chris. Well, he was He's a got some prospect. Good stuff. He was a prospect. Yes, he was. That's yeah. true. Well, that's true. The Twins don't need much pitching press. <laughs> hard-throwing lefty out of the Dominican. <laughs> like a hard-throwing lefty from the Dominican. Uh, he uh, has uh, had some problems as he's ascended through Minnesota's minor league ranks. Uh, this past season, he went fifty-seven into third innings with a four-point-zero-eight ERA. Uh, he did spend a little bit of time, you might remember, up here with the Twins this year. Two and a third innings gave up eight runs in those two and a third, but he has been considered among the team's 20 to 30 best prospect uh, prospects in recent years. So 
Sorry, Chris. Is this one of those where they maybe tried to sneak him through waivers? That's what I'm guessing. They're, I'm wondering. You're going to be okay, aren't you? Well, no. I mean, are, you I, gonna, are you just going to fall off now and not? We can't even hear. You know or, what I do? Come to you for a. For I believe a the word now? is the word is crestfallen. I trust the process. Oh. I'm, I trust Falvey and Levine. Mm. I don't know about that because the face you made was like somebody dropped a big rock on your car. Well, I was just—it's <laughs> just a curious move, as I guess I'm. Yeah, you know. Well, well, unless this is well, hey, a, we're going to go on and acquire a lot of guys, then I'm fine with it because <laughs> they need some pitching. They need a guy. Yeah. News notes from today: the Minnesota deer opener begins just before sunrise tomorrow, according to the state's Department of Natural Resources. The opener, more like an annual holiday, with nearly half a million people expected to bag a buck. Wildlife Population and Regulations Program Manager Steve Merchant predicts the season should be one of the best for hunters because the deer herd has increased tremendously. When doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the population is—it's it's bigger every year. Well, and they're the, talking and they about thinning the season, it sometimes, yeah. And thinning the herd has been a—you know—an issue forever. My favorite though is out by me. I'm out in Carver. I start hearing gunshots like. Midnight, Tw- yeah, twenty minutes before it's even sunrise. <laughs> you even have do you have like buckshot hitting oh, the roof of the house? I hate, I, I hate this weekend out out by my house. I really do. <laughs> you have to take cover all weekend. Yes, basically, like, nobody's <laughs> allowed to be outside. Don't live in the city. You live <laughs> out hunker, on a- hunker down. <laughs> Merchant said, we think we are going to harvest right around 200,000 deer, what which the would be hell? the highest number since 2010. Like killing. He said, we harvested 173,000 last year. We expect to see a significant bump from that. According to the DNR, three consecutive mild winters and three years of tight harvest regulations combined help Minnesota's deer population to grow. I think like half of that deer, too, is like running around Minneapolis, probably. With the turkeys. Probably 200,000 of them on the highway every morning, Dad. <laughs> they, just, they bag themselves. That's a lot of carcai. Yeah. Is it carcasses or carcai? Carcai. Carcai. I'm going to look that up. Oh, oh it's, it's the plural of carcass. It could be I mean, it's cacti, but it's not carcai. I told you guys about the... Did I tell you guys the story about the, the deer I saw running through North Minneapolis? You know, like I would have remembered ago. it. Yeah, I was work. I was still doing the sh- the the Saturday night shift here, and uh, drove home. This was like twelve midnight, twelve thirty ish, and uh, Broadway and Lindale. You know, you get off ninety four Broadway and Lindale, and uh, yeah, there's a deer. There's a Wendy's and a Taco Bell over there, and yeah, deer just ran across the street. He was making a run for the border. Yeah, ran, making a run yeah. for the border. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he wanted a, he wanted a chalupa. You know, he runs out. Did someone pick him off? No. No, he just, he just ran across the street and he's serving back venison and... at Taco Bell. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble, Murph. It is carcasses. Yeah, I, I knew that. I, I figured it out. <laughs> I, th- I was going to go with it. I, that sounded cool. I like carcai. Way to go. Country Music Association is apologizing after trying to impose media restrictions on questions about the mass shooting in Las Vegas, gun rights, or political affiliations at their award show next Wednesday. Statement from the CMA today said the restrictions on topics and their media guidelines have been lifted after a backlash. Part of that backlash came from the co-host for the show, Brad Paisley. Paisley tweeting this morning, the restrictions were ridiculous and unfair. The association initially said in its guidelines, the restrictions were out of respect for the artists and that media who strayed from the guidelines could have their credentials potentially revoked via security escort. Stay to the fluff. Stay with the fluff. Yeah. God, what can you do about it? How do you how do you make a comment just a vague open comment like that just because it was at a country show? It's the guy was nuts. How do you make sense out of nonsense? You can't even go with that. Well, but you shouldn't restrict people from asking about it. They can well, say I mean, anything I know they that, want. But I mean, how can you categorize it because it was oh, a country yeah. show? I mean, what? 
he was going to do it anyway. Wouldn't matter if it was a rock show or not. He actually, remember he actually scouted a rock show before that. Okay, that's right. Yeah, Lollapalooza in Chicago. A Dublin, Georgia man has been charged with shooting and killing a close friend during an argument. According to a local TV station, 21-year-old Raquan Paldo is facing murder charges after he shot Jaquel Smith in the head twice on Sunday. What were they arguing about? The meaning of forgiveness in the Bible. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell is wrong with well, you? Well, somebody won. Grow the hell up. The investigators said that Paldo and a 20-year-old college, college student got into a heated argument about the Bible and turned into what the local police chief called something else. Dublin police <laughs> Retribution. Chief, something completely different. Dublin police chief Tim Chapman said the two were longtime friends. They knew each other a long time. He said they were arguing over stuff that didn't make any sense. Paldo was being held. On murder charges. Shot him twice. Mm-hmm. Shot him twice. So the first twice. time didn't do it. Well, he didn't forgive him. One per testament. So he did it again. <laughs> I'm sorry. One per testament. One per testament. <laughs> oh, that was well written. That went right over my head. <laughs> that was Murph. That wasn't me. Right. Right. That was, that was well Murph. done. Well done. <laughs> a lizard. I that, forgive you. A, a lizard that can grow up to eight feet long found in Southern California. Thousands of miles from its native land, authorities think it's probably a pet gone astray. It was a four-foot-long crocodile monitor. Guy came out in his backyard of the river, his riverside home to see the monitor sunning himself on top of his hedges. The <laughs> crocodile monitor is a relative of the famous Komodo dragon. It's native to New Guinea and Indonesia, not California. It's green and yellow and has big claws, a long tail, and a forked tongue. Big what lizard. do you do with that if it's your pet? Is it in a cage? Is it? A, do you have it running around the living room like a dog? Do, kind of let it do whatever it wants to do. <laughs> it eight, eight, eight foot long. I think it can do what it wants. I suppose. <laughs> you remember uh, Orlando Smith, right? Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. He had an alligator in a pit in his backyard. Really? Yeah, he dug it in here. Eden hole. Prairie. I don't. I think Eden Prairie. <laughs> pretty close. He had an alligator. They caught him with it. No one knew he had it. It had grown from like two or three feet long to like six. Alligator. Wow. He didn't know what he was doing. So what did he do? Dump it in Lake Calhoun? Then probably, he got sick of it I mean, or what? I think they took it from him. Wow. Idiot. Just an idiot. <laughs> Called him sugar. Why? What's up, sugar? What, why was he? He was, he was just too sweet. Ah. He thought he was. I gotcha. <laughs> God, man. A Colorado couple have introduced a new deodorant made with whiskey. I'll buy some. Erica and Jason Fucht of Loveland launched a Kickstarter this week for their all-natural booze-based <laughs> underarm deodorant called Pit Liquor. Get it? Ah, yeah. Oh, See? man. Put that on. You can These come in the place you make want a killing. and just say, hey, I smell something on your breath. No, it's my armpits. That's... <laughs> it comes I put it in, on. comes in three varieties, whiskey lavender, whiskey vanilla, and whiskey black pepper. The makers say the alcohol kills the bacteria in smelly armpits. Sir, have you had anything to drink tonight? Yeah, nah, it's just my deal. No, I just, just three I'm just, six of I'm you. Not drinking, I'm just sweating. That was a whiskey sour. Although it's made with real whiskey, the brand promises you won't smell like you've been at the bar all day. They said, no, you can't drink it, and you can't get drunk from it. The hell, I can't. Come try. <laughs> I'm going to try. You think I won't? You think I won't try it? Not on a speed stick. I'll put, I don't care if it's gel. It's going down. The company said it's similar to hand sanitizer when you smell it initially, but then it goes away. The couple said they came up with the idea when Erica was pregnant with her first child. They formulated a deodorant while she was pregnant. Uh, they wanted something uh, that they didn't think was toxic. In other words, that didn't have all the unnatural ingredients that many deodorants come with. So. Well, that makes sense. The idea came Alcohol. From. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Friday Football Fun Fest right after this. 
I look over and I see Chris Reavers putting a tee in the ground, taking a ball out of the bag and oh. setting it right on there. God, I love this song. So, boys, yeah. 25 years ago today, this this album debuted for Rage Against the Machine. I'm oh, it did? You. 25 years ago amazing? today. And it's still it's current. Awesome. It's still, it's still relevant, right? The only thing I'm mad about is that Kenny's not here because he's the only guy that loves Rage more than I do. No, you got another one oh. right here. Tom oh. Morello and Zach. Are you kidding me? Were you at the, the show at Target Center? I with, was there with all the horses RMC? and all the... All the, all God, the gas, gas masks on, <laughs> had, the, had the billy clubs out. There was I walked a, right through them, man. There right was, through the middle. There was a group of us from the station that when, when it was announced, we're like, we, we got to go. I mean, it's going to be, this is going to be epic. We it have, was. We have to go, and it did not disappoint. It was it, unbelievable. It was so awesome. Well, Morello's kind of, I don't want to say remade himself, but he's recast himself uh, uh, even more so he than man, man of the People. What do you think about him sort of merging with Springsteen for a bit there too. Oh, I think he can do anything. Ghost to Tom he can Joe. do anything. He was from, he's from Harvard. I mean, here's a guy that can do anything. I mean, they had they had a really nice sort of a document, not not a documentary, but you, have you seen Joe Buck's Undeniable? No. There's a, an equivalent show to that uh, called Fear Less, and both the shows are produced by Vince Vaughn, and they're really good. They're, and they just they was it called bring, Star Fear Less? Fear Less. Or okay. Fear, Fear Less. Okay. And they did Tom Morello. He is an incredible story, and he is so well-spoken. I mean, he's so articulate. Oh, yeah. And he can do anything with a guitar, and he's he loves ACDC. <laughs> he loves The Clash, like I do. God, he's brilliant. So he's your he's guy. Bri- oh, yeah. yeah. And I he's always him. he's always snapping strings, right? Isn't oh, yeah. that why he's got him? He plays plus, hard. He plays hard, and he's got a, you know, they're flopping up on his uh, at the end of his neck. Absolutely. And De La Roca. I mean, who else does it better than him? Those guys could, I mean, honestly, they just they could play on forever. That album is still... It, it holds up with anything mm-hmm. still because it's so different. I mean, the change of pace throughout every one of those songs, it's amazing. And that's why personally, you know, it, it was it was cool because you got to be an adult. But for me, you know, when this album came out, I was 15, you know, and yeah. it was it was OK. Now I get to be a 15 year old. Yeah, kid it was kind of right roaming the mean streets of Faribault, Minnesota all over again. You know, <laughs> you against the man. Right. Exactly. exactly. Seeking out oppression and right. stomping it out. Anywhere now I got to be home before the news. <laughs> I, I had it on in my headsets going out on the field. I mean, uh, to graze a little bit before the game and then come back inside and get my other stuff on and go back out there and play. But this that was, was before uh, my locker room stuff. Th- this was before uh, the Bose uh, headphones, too. These were just the before. Walkman. You just put a little Walkman. cassette tape in. Cassette tape, click, just kind of click snap. and then roll it back, and like, damn, it broke again. It broke with your little puffy, uh, fuzzy earphones. Whatever it took, I was just raging, fistful of steel. God, we're gonna play that all day today. <laughs> Man, you look like you want to put your hands in the dirt right now. I do. Let's go. Let's tee it up. I'm gonna kick grass up, as Paul Wigan used to say. I want to see grass come up. Oh, man. Does that mean you got good traction? It means you're when you're when you're getting off the ball really good. You're kicking grass up. In oh, the I cleats. see. Yeah, okay. Kind of like when a dog, you know, does that after it releases <laughs> exactly. itself. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a pit bull that does that. I'm like, what's the deal with this? Why is this? And then the Roddy doesn't do it. What's the? God, that's so weird. They kick for no reason. So anyway, did anything happen in Thursday night's Jets Bills game worth remembering? Oh, what a stink fest. I, I have to, we, we only wish it could have been played. I flipped it. through it two or three times, and I just didn't. It didn't stick uh, with it, me. No, I it, couldn't. I couldn't hang. It on was it. in the Meadowlands. If yeah. it would have been in Buffalo, I might have hung around just <laughs> to see if anybody died in the stadium a night game. In oh Buffalo, my god! But speaking of that, 
So you know, I'm all in on the Bills Mafia. You know, I, I'm I'm one of them. Is this okay. the infant one? Did you see it? No, but I've heard about it. It's so great. So their tradition we we yeah, talked about this we have. last week is that they you know the the Bills Mafia they bust themselves through tables. So a dad <laughs> who I'm guessing was probably in his mid to late twenties had his infant. I think it was a boy. Might have been a boy. It doesn't matter. But it was an infant, days old, wrapped up. Yeah, basically two Sw- days old, swaddled, yeah, swaddled Swaddling. up, yeah. and he had a like a little like a Barbie table. <laughs> And so he says, we're no. here to baptize young no. whatever into the Bills Mafia. He didn't do it. And he held them, and then he just slammed it down. Like, you know, not not hard, but just enough. Yeah, yeah, it just, was great, Just though. enough to be totally inappropriate. Exactly. <laughs> it was great. I mean, the, the baby was not harmed. I, the baby was sleeping the entire time and didn't even wake up, but it was very funny. And then they poured Crown Royal into his little right? bottle. Now right? it's time for your bottle, because <laughs> they are crazy. <laughs> a little Crown Royal. But yeah, what an awful stink fest game that that well, was. What happened was. to Thursday night being the prelude to the uh, great uh, sporting weekend? I just think it's too much, don't you guys? Yeah, it's, it's too much. Just do it week one. Just do it week one. Week one and Thanksgiving. That's yeah. all it needs to be. You know what? It's maybe a playoff week. You know, uh, like yeah. the week sixteen, week seventeen. I could deal with a Thursday night sure. game. So yeah. greatest between invention between the holidays mm-hmm. was Monday night football. Leave it alone. Quit trying to make it better by adding more games. Well, Sunday night is Sunday night's now the premier game. Well, Sunday night is fantastic, and Tony Romo rocks. By the way. He is outrageous. It, he is really the one good. thing on Thursday night, though, that you can probably get. You know on. what's eer- eerie about it? He does predict things that are going to happen. It's, he does. Well, it's he calls really it weird. He calls it just like it's. I mean, he well, that gives you an idea of what it's like to be in the helmet of a quarterback. But it's because he's still so connected to the league. Is he going to be able to pull that off long term? Do you oh, think, yeah. or will the evolution of Tony's really good at the situation? I think he's stuff. great. I oh, love. God. I love. But and he's, he's like, conversational too. I right. Mean, he's he is not, the Thursday he, night game too, isn't he? He's not the Sunday. He's the Thursday. He's Thursday. Yeah. I mean, there have been some really good Thursday night games, and when that is like the Chiefs and the Raiders last he week, called yeah, that. that was I mean, good. it was unbelievable the way he was calling that down the stretch and what they should do and in, in the two minute drill. He really is a sharp guy. I'm surprised uh, nobody's really pining away for Phil Simms still. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to troll you there because wow. I know you can't stand him. No, 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 no. Hold on. Uh, I guess where's my sound? But Okay. Oh, because you want genius like this. Remember, for it to be a forward pass, it's got to go forward. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. Thank you, Phil. We well really done. appreciate that. The only thing worse than that is Nate Burleson joining the crew. I haven't heard him do a game. Is he bad? He hasn't done a game. Yeah, but I've seen does, him do does, some he, interviews. Yeah, he does the... Oh, that's right. He does the, the morning the show. Network it's morning show. And, okay. But he joined the team of Phil Sims and Boomer and whomever else that is along with that that team. Oh, the, the CBS yeah. uh, D-Squad or yes. whatever they are now? Yes. Um, but, I, yeah, it's just... It's it's to me... You mentioned it, Chris. It is... It is Probably oversaturated, and people just don't yeah. want to get into it right now. And at this time of year, when you got the World Series going on too, it just it it just it just loses its it made no sense. loses its luster. So Thursday night, another dud last night. Uh, we'll be back. Andy Greeter joined us at the top of the hour. He's uh, in Detroit and Ann Arbor. He'll be covering the Gophers and the Wolverines tomorrow. This is Brian Murphy and Mike Morris on Friday Football Fun Fest. Adrian Peterson is going to get tanked on Animal Planet, if you can believe that. It's uh, Friday uh, tonight at 8 p.m. on the Animal Planet. It's time to tackle another tank, and this time it's for one of the NFL's most valuable players. Adrian Peterson is requesting the gang an aquarium that's even more precious than his trophy full of 
awards. Will it be just him or him and the camel? No. Oh, uh. I don't think they can get that into it. Gotcha. <laughs> the inside of this tank will be truly, quote, blinged out, end quote, with rep- replica nice, diamonds nice. and amethyst crystals. A challenge the guys have never faced before. Not only do they have to impress Adrian, but his wife, too, who wants this tank to be classy and fit perfectly in their foyer wall. Uh, the show is obviously sort of a... Uh, what, what are the, the shows that are on History Channel? You know, you... I watch My Ride or... Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Pimp My Ride or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of those kinds of shows, and this is one that's been on for a long Basically time. Basically, Pimp My Aquarium. Pimp so. my, my Fish Bowl. They have the thing on NFL Network now. What, what is it? Uh, the truck. Tack, tack, tackle My Ride now yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. And those things are true. Which is, basically, what, which is basically Pimp My Ride. Doesn't yep. Pat Williams do that? Didn't he have a yeah, company? He did. He yeah, yeah down in uh, Monroe, Louisiana, his hometown. Yeah, right. he used to get uh, get the mags going on the wheels and oh, yeah. uh, all that. Latrell Sprewell. Let's see if I can find spin, a comment. The spinner business. Hey, uh, Pat, is that shop still open? Harrisville, yeah, yeah, because uh, we got all this talent over here, and uh, like, and then uh, we lost four, so like uh, three games, one and three right now. So we got a lot of talent. So everybody ain't expect us to be one and three, just like Dallas and, and, and inside the same boat wheel. So they one and three. Gotcha. So, so I think we got to come on. T- all right. Pat awesome. Williams, man. Hey, yep. uh, one of the all-time great guys oh, in that God, locker room. Yes. 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 I miss one of the great characters. Uh, man, tried hell desperately. of a football player. Hell too. of a football man, player. Good. Had a bit of a stutter, stuttering problem and, yep. of course, was from the Bayou. So you mix those two together and that's sometimes what you one, get out of Pat Williams. One of the greatest Williams. things I've ever seen in my entire life was Pat Williams. Watching Pat Williams crawl into the side of, in, inside a tank with Camp <laughs> Ripley. He got to fire a shot off, but he could barely get out of it. We're out of here. Whoa!